Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. All right, getting started on hour number three on this Tuesday. Longhorn baseball season ends and ends that way. Plus, Denver's season ends the way they wanted it to with a championship for Mr. Jokic. Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier getting you the beat to start every third hour. Feel like I've heard it? Sounds very familiar. The artist in my head when it started was Jay-Z. There we go. Okay. Yep, Jay-Z. Just Wanna Love You. The Neptunes, Pharrell production. Okay. It's a fire song. Love this song. It's a hell of a combo. Those oh, two, yeah. Get those two guys together. Oh, every time those guys get together, they make hits. Which era of Jay-Z are we talking about here? Uh, it's probably 2000, 2001. Okay. So right when he was becoming one of the greatest rappers in the world. After the Black Album? No, before. Oh, before Black Album? Yeah, before Black, before Blueprint. Before Blueprint 3. Before Blueprint 1? This song? Yeah. This song was probably like the summer going into Blueprint, maybe. Okay. Why did I think Blueprint was in the 90s? Am I wrong? I don't know why. Okay, that's... Yeah, oh, Reasonable it. Doubt and Volume 1, 2, and 3 were all 90s. Ah, okay. My but bad. Blueprint 1's 2001. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So just into the decade. I gotcha. All right. Uh, so the Jay-Z beat gets us started this hour. We hope you're having a good one. If you're a Longhorn baseball fan, we hope you have processed last night. I've never seen that in my life. I'll probably die having never seen that again. In that exact situation, in a playoff setting like that, for a baseball game to end like that. Just unreal. Zay, I'm sure there's some little league parents out there that could say, oh, Chad, I've seen some games in in weird ways. I'm sure you have. But that level, with all that on the line, super regional game three, I have never seen something happen like that. No, not at all. And, again, your heart just goes out to Dylan Campbell and Eric Kennedy. I know that's going to sting for a very long time. Hell, we weren't even in the game, and it stings right now. But this team, they were tough all season long. The expectations weren't there because everybody thought this was going to be a rebuilding year. And to get to a Super Regional with a couple of plays away to get to Omaha, and, yes, it hurts to end like that, but – Hey, if you would have told us in February that we would have had the chance to go to Omaha in the Super Regional for one game, I would have taken that absolutely 100 times out of 100. And it just didn't go your way. And that's baseball and that's sports. And that's why you play it. But that's what's also heartbreaking about it. Yeah, and the uh, the fight that they put up in last night's game to come back like they did, to get what they got. To, well, to not get what, you know, didn't get as much as you'd want out of wit. To get what you got out of Morehouse, to get what you got out of Lucas Gordon, 
and then have that happen. That's just that that was awful. Uh, so we've definitely hit that today. We've also talked about the Nuggets getting the first championship for that franchise, and now Jokic and Murray and you and Porter and all those guys and Gordon. They end up with a ring, which obviously changes the way they talk about you even if you only end up with one. Uh, but now, of course, the coach is already talking about another one, and NBA folks are talking about, is there going to be a dynasty here in Denver? So we've hit that today. If you have any thoughts on uh, on what you saw with the Nuggets, Specs text line 337-3776. We also have a little bit of NFL to get into Zay, so far, now there's no games yet, and they're not even into serious practices, but so far it feels like Aaron Rodgers and the New York media are having a nice honeymoon period. Feels like they're not having a lot of issues yet. Yeah. I mean, this is how it is when you haven't played a game. <laughs> That's right. And everybody knows you're going to the Hall of Fame. They know you're a game changer, and he's enjoying it. He's really embracing the New York culture from going to – Ranger hockey games, going to Nick games. Yep. I don't know if he's been to a Yankee or Mets game, but I'm sure that's sometime soon. Yeah, I haven't seen him at baseball yet, but he'll yeah. probably get there. Yeah, but he's been outside, and that's how you get people to embrace you. I mean, a lot of people are hit or miss with Aaron Rodgers, and I get it. He could be a very surly guy and somebody that you's not really relatable and he's just different you know you hear about him and big mike and all the stuff that they went to uh, went through and kind of quitting on his team there and running different plays that big mike you know wasn't calling Mm -hmm. and just all of that stuff could get caught up so he's trying to start fresh and you know somewhere that's could be really dark on professional athletes, the New York media. So I think he's doing all the right things, and he has the right attitude. So do we have one piece of sound on both these guys, or is it two separate ones? Two separate ones. Okay, so I'll let you pick. Which Wilson do you want to hear about first? Because he has a comment on Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. Uh, probably what people around here care about more, and that's Garrett Wilson. You okay. know, um, I mean, we know how good Garrett Wilson is coming from Lake Travis and going to Ohio State, then becoming the Rookie of the Year in his first season. And now with Aaron Rodgers, it could only get better. Mm-hmm. I love Garrett. I mean, awesome, awesome young young kid. Uh, you know, the whole whole world in front of him. He's got all the talent and ability. You need your best players to be the best people on your team. He's definitely one of them. Love spending time with him. Love just watching him. I mean, there's at least one time of practice he does something. He kind of looking back at Todd and Hack and Rob. I was looking back on, wow. Uh, so that's that's exciting. But the thing I like and that I'm encouraging is you know more communication across the ball. We get uh, at some point you know possibly uh, the best corner and the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, is a legit possibility, I think, for those two guys. Maybe not this upcoming year. I still think Devontae is in a league of his own. But uh, but those two kids are so talented. But I want to see just more communication between whether the whole team. I think that's how we take the next step. Did he just work in a compliment for Devontae Adams? Somehow. Somehow he finessed that in there. I'm trying to figure out if I'm mad at him over that, if I'm a Jets fan. I guess no. not. I guess it makes sense. No, he's you love it. young players, you and he's love comparing it. him to that. Okay, The fact that he got brought up when you're talking about yeah. Garrett Wilson. That's true. That, that's I don't point. care what it is. Like, you got to love that, and it shows how talented Garrett Wilson is. If You know, you heard Aaron Rodgers, like, every day there's something that Garrett Wilson does that – 
even with him playing with Devontae Adams and Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and Jordy Nelson, he's surprised at how good Garrett Wilson is at this young age of his career. So yeah. that, that says a lot. Yeah, that's one if you're a friend of Garrett Wilson's family, agent, whatever, to make sure he heard that. You did hear that Aaron Rodgers says, you make him say, Wow. During practice, and he may already know that, but that is incredible. So that's good news if you're a Jets fan, if you're following Garrett Wilson's career. I wonder, Zay, both sides of it. I've always wondered the dis- to see the moment when like a quarterback realizes he's got a badass receiver that he's never had, or in this case, when it's a young badass receiver that has caught passes from NFL quarterbacks. But oh my God, I bet there's a moment where he's going to run a route next few days, next couple of months. And he realizes, oh, my God. And then Roger says, hey, when you do this, I want you to do that. I want you to cut that at eight yards. And when you do, before you even turn, you realize I'm letting it go right there. And then they end practice or they end that rep, and Garrett Wilson realizes, holy hell, right? this is awesome. And that's going to be the biggest question with the New York Jets. How quick is it going to take for Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, and the rest of that crew to build a chemistry to where Aaron trusts him to make those signature throws that we've seen throughout his whole entire career? Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's a division that's going to be tough to you know try to get in the groove when you got to play against Miami and the Buffalo Bills and Bill Belichick. Like, there's oh, not right. much figuring out. You're lining there. up against a Belichick defense or Tredavious White <laughs> yeah. or whoever. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and you know, on the Jets' end, they don't know what they're seeing yet with Aaron Rodgers. Like, what film do you have going into this season besides what you see week one? and try to just build around that. Mm -hmm. And maybe the little bit that we see with Aaron Rodgers in the preseason, maybe just a tad bit. I wouldn't even risk it. Like, you're Aaron Rodgers. You don't need to play preseason for me. But there are some would probably think just to get some type of chemistry with these guys in the game setting, that's necessary. But at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers. He'll figure it out. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I'd let I'd leave that all up to Aaron Rodgers. You want to play the Tom Brady game? Nobody gets reps but me. Cool. You want to sit out and wear a ball cap? Cool. We'll let you do whatever you want. Damn, you want, we're not giving second string reps. You want to take five? I mean, that's how Brady always was. Yeah. In in preseason games, Brady was in every game in New England, and and through, I mean, now eventually, yes, they'd put a backup in. But what I'm saying is, those reps that were expected to be first team. He took him every time. Right. Every time he could. All right, so let's hear this comment on Zach Wilson now. This is him talking about the now backup quarterback, officially, of the Jets and I guess how their relationship's going. Yes? Yeah, he's been incredible. You know, he hasn't made my life hell every day. Uh, he's been he's been a joy to work with, and I give him so much credit because it's a tough situation. You know, what he went through, uh, you know, the frustration last year, probably a lot of the words that he heard from people, and if he's checking social media, whether or not he has that, I don't think he has Instagram, but, you know, that, that can be tough sometimes to deal with that. I think as a, as a young player, the confidence is so important. Um, so my job, Hack's job, Rob's job, Todd's job is just to continue to encourage him and help him build that confidence back up. But I think if, if he can step back and look at what he's accomplished this offseason and see where he's at from the first day I got here, which wasn't the first day, to this last day, I think he's he's done incredibly well. 
Mm, that's interesting. Okay, that little comment about hasn't made my life a living hell. Explain that one to the people. <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson, I don't know when he said this. It definitely wasn't recently. It might have been a season ago, but he said whoever comes in to play quarterback to try to compete with him, he's going to make their life a living hell. Like <laughs> It's going to be very tough for you to beat me out. So everybody yeah. obviously tagged that with Aaron Rodgers once he got to New York. And yeah, I like the joke that Aaron Rodgers made. But hey, you go, you just talked about Tom Brady not letting people take snaps. Did you hear what Aaron Rodgers just said? Like, it's up to me. And then he started naming out coaches mm-hmm. to give this guy confidence. Yeah. Like, that's that's growth. And if I'm Jordan Love back in Green Bay, I'm like, where the hell was that at for me, bro? What the, where was that energy at for me? Right. Like, I know you're embracing this New York culture and you're loving it up there and stuff. And you probably got a nice ass penthouse, but damn, bro. Like, I could have got some of that energy, you dig? Now, let's be clear. He said it was all their jobs. He didn't say it was his job, did he? Did Aaron say it was his job to make Zach comfortable? He, he said him, and then he said the rest of the coaches. Oh, he did mention himself. He did mention himself. Okay. That yeah. Is, then that would be growth. Certainly growth from where Favre was. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly growth from where Favre was, uh, or a lot of guys have been over the years. Yeah, that's that's just how you know there's absolutely no threat because, you know, Love, even though he knew Love wasn't taking his job, like wasn't going to actually play better than him, they did draft him right. while he was standing there. Nobody drafted Zach Wilson. He didn't, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't drafted after Aaron Rodgers became a Jet. If he had been, he probably wouldn't talk about him. Yeah, they were drafting Jordan Love and not drafting quality wide receivers. No, that they, could ne- help. they never did. They never did that. Even afterwards. Yeah, because it's really hard to afford one in Green Bay because, for one, these prima donnas don't want to go play in the cold anyway. And just the whole ownership front office is a little weird with everybody being an owner that lives in the city. So it's just a whole – just a weird situation up there in Green Bay. But, yeah, I I get to a certain extent why he's petty, but then it kind of goes back to, like, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, you should be comfortable with who you are to where – Again, you're not going to get beat out of the job, so be a good teammate and help these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Jordan Love deserved how he was treated up there in Green Bay from Aaron Rodgers and whoever else. And now you got Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I was talking about, oh yeah, we're going to help him any way we can. I feel bad for him because of you know how the media treated him last year. It must be really hard. He doesn't have social media, this and that, like. That's a complete 180 to how Aaron Rodgers was acting a year ago up in Green Bay. This text says, I want to know if Aaron Rodgers has met Zach Wilson's mom yet. I thought of that, too. (laughs) As I was listening to the sound, I hate to admit, I was thinking the same exact thing. Come on, man. And this texter says, Favre had no growth. Didn't you see the picks? That's well done. (laughs) Well done? Well played. Well played. Oh, Favre. Come uh, on, man. The NFL season begins in 86 days with that first Thursday night game. We're 89 days away from the first NFL Sunday. And today we've kind of been hitting both sides of that Monday night opener. Remember, it's Jets, Bills, 9-11, the New York vibe on both sides. And er, we talked earlier about Stefan Diggs not at practice today. But to be clear, he is at the facility these last couple days. And I just saw a report, a tweet from Josina Anderson a little while ago that there's talks going on of some sort and that everybody's been on the same page and it was Sean McDermott's comments that have gotten confusing to some people today when he said oh it's very frustrating that he's not here apparently Diggs folks 
agent, team, everybody knows what's going on, but maybe somebody just forgot to tell the head coach? I mean... Is that what happened? There has to be some better communication going around. Definitely does. Uh, Yeah, the folks in red, white, and blue might want to get that figured out. Stephon Diggs signed to a big deal last offseason, but the weirdness at the end of the season had some people talking and... You've been saying it the whole time, Zay. Just all the weird stories around that team, from Hamlin to other injuries. If they can just get it all figured out, get it all kind of back to the baseline, that feels like a dangerous football team. They just need to get back to it. Yeah, they're a very dangerous football team. Remember, they hosted that game that they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, that was in eastern New York. Like, it wasn't, like, they were picked to win, or probably not picked to win that game. I had Cincinnati win just because that was the role that they were on. But they were supposed to win that game. But just all the craziness that happened last year derailed all their plans. And coming into this season, if they could get healthy and Josh Allen, a year without Brian Dayball, could get back to the basics and not trying to go for those home run long shots and trying to break tackles and run through everybody and play some smart football, then yes, they'll be right back where they need to be, and that's in the playoff hunt, trying to contend for a Super Bowl. 27-10. I forgot the score of that game. I wanted to look it up real quick. You're right. It was at home. (laughs) Yeah, that was ugly, man. 27-10. Obviously, the game with Hamlin was in Cincinnati. Yes. But that particular game uh, was at home and all that confusion about tiebreakers and how the games would be. I know Cincinnati wasn't uh, necessarily thrilled um, about that. The discussion around that game was very strange once we got there, but then Cincinnati did control the ball game. So there's some stuff for you on that first Monday nighter today. Jets and Bills. We are closing in on the NFL season. Up next, it's why today matters more on the, the uh, I was about to say Broncos, more on the Nuggets. We'll see if the Broncos can finish it off and, and maybe get them a title this this year. But the Nuggets definitely got one last night. We'll hit you with some more of those historic numbers about uh, the Joker and the Nuggets and how many more could they put on top of it. That's next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life. All right, getting uh, rolling through a Tuesday, trying to get our minds wrapped around Denver as the champs in the NBA and the Longhorn baseball team exiting that way. It's a catchy ass tune right here. My God. Coolio and Gangster's Paradise. Gangster's Paradise off the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Michelle Pfeiffer in the video too. Where's the where's the respect level for Coolio in the game? Uh, I mean, a little too much, a little too poppy, a little too crossover. I mean, how many hits did he have? He had this, and he had another one. Other than that, like this, I forgot the other one. I can't even think right now. Like, does this get a lot of love? And oh yeah, yeah, that's this, a classic. Does he do? I mean, has he done great albums? No. Or is it more of an individual song? More of an individual for him? song. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't tell me to go listen to a record. Full album. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Uh, Coolio, Roy Ayers, The Supremes, Talking Heads, and Frank Stallone, don't laugh, have all been on the show today. The Jay-Z beat to start the hour as well. I'm sure they had all kinds of beats rolling in Denver throughout the night as they celebrated the championship. By the way, we hadn't mentioned it. I do hope those people are okay. They got shot last night. (sighs) Random shooting, like injures 10 people. 
You're celebrating your team winning an NBA title, and you took your guns downtown with you? What is this, Dodge City? Sad, man. What are we doing, Wyatt Earp? My goodness. I hope everybody is all right uh, from that. I know there were some folks that had to be uh, hospitalized, uh, but hopefully everybody will be okay there. Uh, Jokic and the Nuggets get their title. How many more will they have? That's going to be a big question. Let's see what the NBA looks like and feels like the next uh, few years. We'll get into some more of these stats. Also, uh, maybe a little uh, a little note on the U.S. Open as we get closer to uh, the tournament this week. Let's hit all of it in Why Today Matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Jay, there's so many numbers that were impressive coming out of it. I'm really glad Denver finished it in five because now it'll have more of a historical feel. So two teammates, points per game in a finals, all-time combined, Shaq and Kobe in 01, 56.8 or whatever the number is, 57. Something like that. Oh, man. Second place on that list is another is a much more recent one. It's Durant and Curry winning a title with Golden State. And this is third all time teammates points per game in a final series. Uh, so that is incredible. It may be the full postseason, not just the finals, but either way. Uh, Jokic and Murray third on a list like that. I told everybody earlier, first player Jokic ever to lead all players in points, rebounds, and assists in a single postseason. Nobody else has ever done it. He's the first player, Zay, with 500 points, 250 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single postseason. First guy ever. Wow. Second player to average 25, 10, and 5 in four series in a single postseason. Say what you will about this team but that was LeBron in the bubble. Wow. Think about those numbers. 25, 10, and 5 in four different series in a postseason. He did that in leading them to that championship that some people like to put an asterisk on. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. And how about this one? He's the third player to average 30 points, 10 boards, and 9 assists in a single postseason. Russell Westbrook did it in 2017. Obviously no title there. Oscar Robertson did it in 63. I just double-checked. The Celtics won the title in 63. So, the Joker is the first guy to pull that together and actually win the ring in that postseason. It's incredible. Just yeah. unbelievable numbers that he continues to put up. And you said it earlier, when he needed to last night, he showed off the weapons. He showed off the passing, or he showed off the shot, or he showed off the leadership. He did it all. Yeah, and he got on his team last night. Yeah, he did. It was kind of the most animated we probably have ever seen because he was really going off. And it's funny when he gets mad just because when he gets mad, he looks like a big baby. But, <laughs> like, he's, he's a dog, man, and doesn't care about any of the credit, just cares about his teammates. And you see it with the way he plays. Like, he loves to pass. He'd rather not go get 50-something. I mean, all the games that he got over 40, they lost. So he knows that he has to get his teammates involved, and he loves those guys. And... They love him, too. Like You could tell the whole franchise embraces him. The city embraces him. 
and he's perfect for the NBA now. Like, I can't preach that enough because we see guys like John Moran. We mm-hmm. see guys like Zion. And there's always going to be those guys in the league, like as AI or Latrell Sprewell. But having somebody like Nikola Jokic that can win and also be a good person and not have to worry about anything off the court or worry about him you know, the craziest thing that he's done was knock one of the twins, Marquis for Marcus Morris, down and got fined that one game. Right. He's not going to draw that TMZ attention. Yeah, he's not going to draw that attention. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need that. He he hates the limelight. Like, he was he had the most miserable press conference I've ever seen after an NBA Finals. Just a lot of sighing and can't wait to go back home. And that's just him. Like, he's probably like, yo, I can't wait to get away from you Americans. Y'all are nuts. <laughs> Y'all are, I love basketball. That's the only reason why I'm here. If I could get paid the way I'm getting paid in America and Europe, I wouldn't even touch down in the NBA. I don't even know who the person was. He sat down at the press conference last night as an NBA champ. He looked up, and the first person started asking questions. He was like, oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go. Like I, I can't wait to get away yeah. from this. And it's it's quite refreshing. Like My wife was watching with me. She hasn't really seen much of him like talking stuff. And she was like, wow, he just seems like a great guy. Look at his daughter. You know, he has his wife's ring on his shoe. He's a big family guy. It's just, it's really refreshing to see somebody like him be the face of the league because he doesn't want it, but he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And the challenge for now everybody else is that team, that organization was patient. They let it build over a six, seven-year period with Malone and him and Murray. Malone last night said, hey, I've been with Joker eight years. I've been with Murray seven years. And then those other guys that they have locked down, this is almost like when the rest of the league was trying to figure out the Spurs problem. Now, there was also a Kobe problem going on at the same time, two different versions of it. But when you're trying to figure out that Spurs thing, it's like, well, wait a minute. What if the best team and organization and culture in this league is ruthlessly boring? What do we do then? They're not going to distract themselves. They're not going to distract others. They're going to go back to work. They're going to be all about the team. Tim Duncan's going to give up the number one mantle when it's time. That's kind of what they feel. We've been making the Shaq-Kobe comparisons for other reasons, but Zay, that's the dangerous comparison I'd make for everybody else, that this has like a spurish kind of normal, but it's beating you to death while it's normal kind of feel to it. Yeah, because you look at all of the legends that have won championships that were the face of the league that we all love, like Michael Jordan. He's out here dunking on everybody. We're seeing them on TV, commercials, etc. Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Think about how sh- out there Shaq is. <laughs> like, Kazam, yes. all that Very chest. loud, boisterous. Very loud. Yeah. Like, he wants you to know, I am good. And Kobe, he went about it differently, but he let you know yeah, how yeah. good he was. He was and all about loved- the work in one way, but right. it was about him, too. Exactly. Yeah. Look at LeBron and D-Wade. D-Wade's with Gabrielle freaking Union. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron James, how yeah. he literally went to L.A so he could be a part of Hollywood and do movies and have his show, The Shop. Like, these guys, they love that stuff. And then you got, to your point, Tim Duncan, who, the picture of Tim Duncan with Pop and David Stern during the 2003 MVP, this fool's wearing, like, Jesus sandals (laughs) and jorts and a T-shirt. 
Tim used to wear shirts that that like I it was stuff I would wear. Oh, a shirt where I'm like I might wear that. Shirt. Yeah, it's like he went to the big and tall section of Ross, and that's where he shopped. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it, no, nobody, everybody hated Tim Duncan for that. Like oh, he's a lame. Especially during the Allen Iverson era, which was the exact same time. Everybody wanted the cornrows and wanted the tattoos and just all that. The AI brought AI never won nothing. So like you're right. Like I don't think it's boring. Because Tony Parker, any Tony Parker team will never be boring. Right. And no Nikola Jokic team will ever be boring. He's as flashy as we've ever seen a big man. Like the no-look passes, the dives, behind-the-back passes, the alley-oops. Big men don't throw alley-oops to others. They catch the alley-oop. Right. No, his his, like, his entry passes are amazing. Yeah, so like uh, it's just <laughs> it's different than what we've ever seen. And... Like they do it, it's it's very Spurs like to get Joker in the second round. They got Manu and San Antonio, fifty six, fifty seven pick. Yeah, you know, like it, they're doing things the right way, and with a new collective bargaining agreement that's going to be set very soon, you're not going to be able to have these super teams anymore. Like when guys get paid, that's it. You're not going to be able to spread the money around like we've seen in recent years where we saw KD with the Warriors and they went completely over the cap and stuff. You're not going to be allowed to do that. So teams like the Nuggets, they're going to thrive because they (laughs) they got a lot of guys who don't want the money, will take less money just like Tim Duncan did. Yeah, they want the jewelry. And now – uh, Joker is their jeweler, and he's got one. By the way, how about this number before we hit the break? Lowest drafted player ever to win a finals MVP. You've mentioned it. He was drafted 41st in the draft. The old record was Dennis Johnson, who was the finals MVP back in his Seattle championship. Right. He was drafted 29th. Wow. 12 full spots. 41st in the draft is now the record for finals MVP, the latest drafted. And uh, Joker just pulled that off, too. He didn't even think he was going to play in the NBA. Like, he thought he would just have a European career, like his peers. Is that right? Yeah. He just thought, oh, okay, I'll probably play in Europe for my whole life. I'm good with that. I love it over here. I'm going to do the first part of that Arvidas Sabonis career. Yeah. Right? And then he got drafted, and then people in Serbia were like, yo, dude. You need to go over there. Like, you're pretty good. You need to go over there and just, just see what's up. And he was like, all right, I, oh, guess, okay. I guess I guess I'll guess i go and we'll see what happens. And now he's a two-time MVP and an NBA champion. Man, might buy a new horse. Might start buying yeah. a horse for every ring he gets. Oh, man. Like, the only thing that the Nuggets have to worry about is his longevity because he'll always play with his Serbian national team. You mm. cannot... I don't even think they're going to have that conversation with him because they don't want any bad blood or get on his bad side because you know how much Serbia means to him. He'll always play like – if Serbia's in the FIBA World Cup coming up, I expect him to play Hmm. just because that's the type of guy he is. He'll feel like he'll be letting his country down if he doesn't. He jokingly said something last night about Malone giving him a little extra time off before next camp starts, and he meant it as a joke and nobody laughed or whatever, but I was – thinking as he was saying it, I thought, I wonder if he's going to reference the international 
yeah. side of it at all. We'll have to see how that kind of works out scheduling wise. Uh, by the way, before the break, somebody texted us shooting in Denver after the hoops game. Was it Ja Morant and was Ja at the celebration? Just unnecessary, totally unnecessary. Uh, and we do hope that those people are okay. Uh, crazy scene uh, last night. About I think they said it was three and a half hours after the game was over, something like that, when uh, a shooting occurred and uh, as many as ten people were uh, were injured in that. Hope everybody is going to be all right. Coming up next, stems and seeds before we get out of here. The golf craziness of the week. We'll get you uh, a couple notes there. I was just looking at uh, some of the golfers that have already made comments as we get ready for the U.S. Open. We'll hit that, then we'll get you off the ball. Don't lie right here on the horn. Chad and Zay. <laughs> Just about done on a Tuesday. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not that's not my guess. I just do not know who this is. Do I, should I know this at all? Nah. Sounds it sounds like it's got a, a specific point though. I do like that. I like a good focus song. Oh yeah. Who is it? Bubba Sparks. Oh. Featuring the Yin Yang twins. Okay. College Park on the beat, a producer. Miss New Booty. That's the name of it? Yeah. Miss New Booty. <laughs> Bubba Sparks, Coolio, Roy Ayers, The Supremes, Talking Heads, and Frank Stallone all on the show today. Nowhere else are you going to hear a combo like that. Yo, Chad, yep. Steph Curry will tell you, ain't nothing like a Miss New Booty. Oh, yeah, catch my wow. Drift. My God. <laughs> Had the Jay-Z beat to start the hour. If you've just showed up on the show today and you're getting ready for Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge and Patrick, we discussed in Where We At in Society the rumor that is apparently going around that Steph Curry and his wife might be in some sort of open relationship. She apparently didn't help this discussion when she went on a talk show and made a reference to taking her ring off when a... An attractive shirtless man came out to serve them drinks. And she made that reference of, oh, I want to take my ring off. I thought she was just joking around, having a good time. Zay says with this rumor out there, it might change things for people. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know. As uh, as Mr. Uh, as Mr. Jokic and Murray and others are going to find out, people take these rings seriously. Lots of different kind of rings. There are people that never take them off. Now, are you a wedding ring never comes off kind of guy? No, nah, I take it off when I get home. Is that right? Yep. Okay, then you and I are the same that way. There are people that never take them off. They'll proudly tell you, I've been married for 38 years. It hasn't left my finger. And I'm like, you don't wash your <laughs> finger? <laughs> Isn't there some? And then, and more, moreover, I'm like, wait, you mow the lawn with it on? You go play sports with it on? You do Everything, eat ribs, na- all of it, and you never take it off to wash your hands? Yeah, that's an issue. But hey, everybody looks at it differently, and some people do see it as, no, no, it's not just the symbol, man. It's the symbol. It's got to stay on. It's been on. Like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, they think if it comes off, divorce right? immediately. Yeah. I, I've, I tell people all the time. I've, I've been married long enough to know a few things. One of them is a ring does not make you married. No, don't. I promise you that one. All right, let's get you stems and seeds. We'll talk a few things here, and then we'll get you off the ball. Don't lie. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Rod, Harge, and Patrick coming up. Cannot wait to hear that breakdown of the Nuggets championship and the 
historic place that Jokic is trying to go. That's step one last night. Also, remember, soccer matters tonight at 7. Moved from yesterday, Glenn Davis and uh, the Soccer Matters crew talking about everything going on in the beautiful game. All right, Zay, speaking of the beautiful game, well, no, it's a different beautiful game. Some think that golf is a beautiful game, I guess. Uh, A lot of folks commenting on the craziness in golf John Rahm talking about we need to have faith in management. It's a bombshell. We're trying to wake up, and it's not easy to wake up to that bombshell. Colin Morikawa says we want to know the why. I think there's so many different parties involved. And then it comes to Brooks Kepka. I wasn't going to waste any time on news that happened last week. Like I said, I'm trying to focus on this week. I think that's why I've been really good at majors, honestly. It didn't matter to me. The rest of y'all at that tournament in L.A. this week, watch out. Because that guy, he's already, to me, he has solidified himself as the best of the era. But he still thinks y'all don't care about him. He still thinks you don't respect him. He's with Rory McIlroy, and I bet it pisses him off. Not because of the live stuff. Because he still thinks y'all like Rory more than you like him. Brooks Kepka at a major. Just watch out. Yeah, he might show out. He might show out. Because everybody else has to answer these emotional questions. Don't you feel betrayed? (laughs) Brooks is doing nothing but just grinding, grinding out on the the practice tee. Yeah, and talking to Cam Rogers, we know this course is going to be tough. It's a course that they're not used to playing, so... Somebody like him could definitely win this thing because he's on the roll, and sometimes it's just a matter of who's hot and who's not. And could it be him? Or or is it DeChambeau? Or is it Phil? Or is it Cam Smith? Is it one of these guys that is a live golfer and doesn't have all this weird pressure on him? All of a sudden, that it's like flipped around. It's the PGA guys that are trying to come up to, to terms with all their feelings. And all these live guys were like, no, nah, man, we sold our souls months ago. Right? For a lot of money. How much was your soul worth? Mine was worth $100 million. Hand me the tea and get out of my way. Let's go play. Let's see what it looks like this week at the L.A. Country Club. That's your Tuesday show. As I mentioned, Ball Don't Lie coming up. Rod, Harge, Patrick breaking down Denver. Uh, Nuggets getting the championship. And oh my goodness, the way that baseball game ended for Texas last night. Soccer matters at 7, so just keep it right here. We'll be back for a Wednesday show tomorrow. Stay safe out there and stay cool. Stay hydrated. It's too damn hot. See ya! We'll be right back.